Do not fear those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. This week on Thursday, Grandin Media came out with kind of their first feature length video, a documentary. Um, and I didn't know the man that the documentary is about, but I know the producer quite well. And so he's been telling me about this project for over a year now. It's called Facing Death, The Testimony of Chris Sargent. And I posted it on our Facebook page today, so you can go take a look at it later. I would encourage you all to go watch it, but make sure you got a box of Kleenex with you. It's the testimony of a man who, he died at 40 last August. He, was, he contracted basically an incurable form of cancer, father of two young girls, but in the process of going through treatment for cancer came to faith and wanted to share that and was willing to put that in video as kind of to show his daughters when they were old enough to see and for everyone else. And there's one thing that he says at least two, maybe three times over the course of the documentary that kind of stood out to me. He said, suffering clarifies priorities. It focuses you clarifies priorities, it focuses you. Or there's an ancient saying, memento mori, remember your death. Or there's a saint from Italy in the last century, blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, and there's a famous image of him where he's standing on top of a mountain, he was a great mountaineer, and he scribbled on that image a saying, verso l'alto, which in Italian means to the heights. God. Suffering clarifies our priorities, it focuses us. Remembering our death, remembering what is most important, that if our life would be taken away, what is valuable? Do we remember to go to the heights? Do we live from the reality that we have an immortal soul? basically what I'm trying to get at. Jesus says, don't fear the one who can kill the body, fear the one who can kill the soul. Your soul is of what is greatest of greatest value. And so do we live that way? Do we live in a way and do we make choices in a way that speaks to the fact that I have an immortal soul and its true home is only with God. And so anything that gets in the way of that is not complete value. Do I live in that way? I think the answer is probably pretty obvious to most of us. But the thing that gets in the way from us being able to live that is primarily fear. Fear strips us of our ability to see the immortal, the infinite. Fear narrows our vision so much that all we can think about is what is there right in front of us. And that we react based on what is immediately present. And we can't live for God. We can't go to the heights. We lose focus of what we are intended or what we're trying to live for. In the first reading today, Jeremiah is saying that he's hearing lots of people rumbling, terror, terror all around us, denounce God. 
that as they're afraid, the temptation is to forget God is us right now. But fear is ultimately rooted in sin. St. John tells us in his first letter that fear is rooted in punishment, which is rooted in sin. Sin basically just what is not of God. Fear is rooted in every moment where we think and act and speak in a way that turns us away from what we are supposed to be focused on, who is God. The word sin comes from the word to miss the mark. We miss the mark. But what do we do most of the time when it comes to sin? We kind of see the world the way that we want to see it, with kind of rose-colored glasses. We're not always fully conscious of the effect of our sin on ourselves, on our relationship with God, on our relationships with each other. But certain times in life, as Jesus says, nothing will not be uncovered. I think right now we can very evidently see the brokenness around us with the pandemic, with all of the debate and protests and looting around racism, with what seems to be fractured governments in multiple countries around the world, even in the church, the scandals that we've had and the discord that we have within the church. Sin and brokenness are staring us in the face. So does that cause us fear? Probably. And that's okay. But fear can lead to sin when we allow it to come with the fear of punishment. Fear does what it's intended to when it focuses us and drives us towards what we're intended to live for, who is God. That's what we're called to live for. But what's the temptation in the world around us that we can see lived out around us? Because when we see that brokenness, what we do is we need to save ourselves. We need to be saved from it. We don't want to just give in to whatever brokenness, destruction that's going around. We need to be saved from it. So what's the temptation? Look at their sin. Look at what they've done. Look at the bad decisions that leader's made. Look at their evil point of view. They need to change. We save ourselves by pushing everything that's broken away from us and showing the rest of the world, putting a mirror in front of them and not really looking at ourselves. But Jesus says at the end of the gospel today, everyone who acknowledges me, be, acknowledges me before humans, I will also acknowledge before my Father. What is he saying? To acknowledge him is to live the Christian life, is to live like Christ. What did Jesus do? He took on the sin of the world he took on the suffering. Into your hands, Father, I commend my spirit. He willingly accepted the suffering for the sake of letting it clarify what was most important. And by doing that, he conquers sin and death. Fear would rob us of that immortality but Jesus wants to restore us the ability to see God 
to see God in everything that we do and in every choice that we make, and to not let fear dominate us. He says, fear no one. So are we properly focused? Does our faith have the right orientation? Is it clear to us what we're living for? How far would you go to receive the Eucharist one more time? How far would you go? What would you do? What would you give up to get to confession for the care of your soul above every care that is material that passes away? Some people asked me when the pandemic started, Father, if, if somebody had, was dying of COVID and you got called to the hospital, would you go? Yes. It's the reason I'm a priest to bring the sacraments to care for souls. I'm not saying that because I'm heroic in any way. I've got lots of fears that prevent me from doing what I'm supposed to. But this is the reason I'm a priest, is to care for souls. And the best way I can do that is through the sacraments. Do we live in a way that shows ourselves and people around us that we live for our soul, for what is immortal? or is beyond the material and physical. So we're just going to do a little thought exercise. Think about what your primary form of leisure is. What's the way that you find leisure best? Now think about, for whatever reason, that being taken away from you. Really think about it. Never being able to do it again. How does that make us feel? How do we respond to that? Or, at least for some people here, it won't apply to everyone, what about the prospect of losing your job? What if that was taken away from you? Maybe some of you have during this time. How does that impact us? This one I stole from somebody else in a kind of video commentary. He said, if you knew that the next time you received the Eucharist, you would die after, would you still come? Would you even give up your life for what you know is of eternal value, your relationship with Christ? It's a hard thing to think about. I kind of felt bad coming over this homily. It was such a beautiful day. But that's what's been weighing on my mind. All those things. Are we willing to live in that way? To live for what's most important, to not get preoccupied and anxious and fearful for all the things that inevitably we have no control over and will pass away. That's why our faith is there to show us that what is of eternal value can never be taken away. We are of infinite value more than many sparrows. God cares for us.